Welcome to another Britflix.com Fright Fest preview podcast. I've got with me Anish Shalouet, who is the writer, producer, and I think music supervisor of Dementomania. Hello. Hello, Anish. Do you want to, uh, before we get into a, into a conversation about stuff, do you want to give the listener a brief intro as to your film and what's it all about? Sure. Um, well, it's called Dementomania. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it revolves around, uh, a character called Edward Arkham. Um, he, uh, wakes up one morning, um, and is, uh, bitten by this or stung by this mysterious insect. And, uh, we follow him on this journey, uh, over the next 24 hours, this, sort of surreal, um, sometimes violent, sometimes sexually charged journey. Okay. So what, from a writing point of view, what, what inspired the story for you? Um, well, I mean, the Edward Arkham works uh, for a, uh, he's a software analyst. He works in the city for a, a blue chip company. And, um, and I worked in an office uh, similar to the one that Edward uh, works in. And, uh, and when you work in an office, you are effectively dumped in a very sterile, uh, dull environment with a variety of, of personalities. And uh, you're expected to work <laughs> as a team. And, that, was a, um, that was a nice way of describing it, a selection of personalities. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you, you know, you're expected to work as a team and and get along with everyone and, and be happy. And that, and that can cause all sorts of problems. Um, so also, we exist in a world that is plagued with injustice and corruption and hypocrisy um, and uh, the negative effects uh, of that, of those things, often sort of manifest themselves in violence. And violence is a sort of key theme throughout the whole film. Okay. Are you, you talking like in, what, in, in, in thinking of being in office, are you saying like the way that flight, Fight Club is? Um, yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, I mean, it's sort of, I, mean, I, I, I think of this as, this is our own world that we've created. Yeah. Um, this is the sort of Dementomania world. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, you could sort of compare it maybe to, to something like Fight Club. I mean, I'm some, I mean, I'm someone that's, you know, not long since worked in an office for like 11 years previously. Mm. And, uh, I, that's why I laughed when you said about, you know, you're put alongside different personalities. Mm. And I think that kind of hygienic kind of anesthetized kind of office, you know, you're not meant to feel anything, you're meant to go in and do work. So that's yeah. what they're set. They're created to make you not think of your favorite horror film. You know, they're, they're meant to be somewhere you concentrate only on what you're paid to do. Yeah. Yeah. To focus you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it can be a very sort of harsh environment, especially when you are sort of forced 
into this uh, into this place with with people who aren't on your same sort of or aren't on the same wavelength. Without, without a doubt, I mean, if 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 the world is survival of the fittest, and actually you're competing with people you work alongside, that feels a bit odd. Yeah, because you'd have thought the name on the pay packet would mean that you're competing for the same things, but actually, people have a late well, not layered, I suppose is the wrong word, but people are full of their own subtext, aren't they? Which is oh. when they get up in the morning, they might have had a sh- shit night's sleep, they might have had a baby away, they might hate their mother. They might do this, that, and the other, but they still come into work, and you're all meant to be the same. Yet the ingredients that got you there are never, are they? Absolutely, absolutely. And and Edward is sort of that's actually one of the sort of scary things about it. You know, is is that you know sort of Edward is on a complete. Sorry, just sorry about that. Um, yeah, Edward is on this sort of you know uh, completely different wavelength to everyone else, and. And I mean, he could be, you know, he could be anyone. And you know, you you don't know what is going through the mind of the person sitting beside you. And see, I'm trying to be sort of ambiguous because, uh, you know, as I've said, I don't really want to give. give well, no, it's it's, it's that kind of um, Todd Saland horror, isn't it? Where what pe- the public face of people has got nothing to do with how they really feel. Mm. And if if other powers, like you say, getting bit by an insect, start to cause you to act even more irrational beneath the surface, mm. then um, then you've got a recipe for um, for disaster a bit, I guess, because the normal world is meant to run smoothly. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't like um, what's the business term? Black swans, the thing you know, the things we don't yeah. we don't know, what we don't know. Well, Edward is is a black swan. <laughs> Well, there you go. We've nailed Edward. So, <laughs> so can, thinking of those different personalities, I'm guessing it, it, it's an amalgam of people you've you've either worked alongside or heard tales of from a writing point. Yeah, of view. I mean, yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, obviously, with any like with anything creative or any cre- you know piece of creative writing or, or art, you know, um, you know, you you sort of draw on personal experiences. And, um, and yeah, so, so there are sort of uh, caricatures in there of, of people that I have worked with or people that I've known or, you know, people that, you know, other sort of friends have, have sort of worked with. Is there, is there any anecdotes you can give us from a kind of, that's, that's kind of, end, that's gone, that's literally been, I saw that and it's, it's appeared in your film, even if it's like in a subverted form? Not really, no. I mean, I mean, I think... I think it was, if I did sort of say that, then I'd sort of be giving, you know, like I said, I I, 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 want to say sort of, I want to keep it sort of very ambiguous and not say sort of too much. No, no, I mean, I don't know if you listened to the preview podcast I did with Alan Jones. Yeah. And he was conscious that you, you, that, um, that he, that, that. You you didn't want to give too much away in terms of name because I asked him I asked him the question about you know the horror or the or the comedy element you know what tone was it and he was yeah. saying you know because I think they wrote in the, they wrote in their preview the fly meets the office yeah I mean it does have elements of those uh, of the fly and and of the office it is it's funny um, you know it has uh, some really funny moments um, it's uh, it's got sort of you know drama. Um, it's got horror. It's it's you know it's it's got sort of uh, 
there's something in there for everyone. Um, well, look, let, let, me, let me get you back to your writing then. So from your, from your point of view, when you began this process of writing the script for Dementomania, yeah. what's your process as a writer from that kind of, the idea goes off in your head? Mm. to you developing a script, what stages do you go through? Are you a, are you an outliner? Are you a beat sheet? Are you um, writing well, short stories? Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really a sort of a writer as such. I didn't sort of go to school and learn writing. I, I had this, uh, I was working in an office, and, uh, and I had this, this idea for, I mean, I, I, I've been a film fan since I was a child, especially horror films, and... Um, and you know, I, I'd always wanted to be in in the industry and do something creative. And uh, and I had this idea for uh, Dementomania, and um, and I I I literally went on the internet and downloaded Final Draft and and did a little bit of sort of research as to how you construct uh, a screenplay. And then I went and wrote it. And uh, and I've written um, sort of four or five other scripts since then. And I don't really have a, a process. I mean, it usually, usually I, I have an idea for a scene. Yes. And, uh, and, and a, a sort of character. And, and then I, I write that down. I write that scene. And then I just sort of build around it. And, um, or, like with Dementomania, I actually had... Uh, this sort of one particular sequence in my head and then the ending. And so I wrote down those two things and then I started from the beginning and just wrote until I had a finished manuscript. So, so I don't really have a, a sort of um, a process as such. It's just whatever comes into my head first and I just sort of, you know... Uh, build on that or like I mean I'm writing something or rewriting script at the moment and what I did for this is is I had the sort of bare bones of a story and uh, so I went and wrote the screenplay it was about sort of 50 pages mm -hmm. uh, beginning to end and then I went through it again and just sort of added the meat okay yeah so I don't I don't have any any sort of strict process I mean I think I think it's it's all about writing is all about discipline, you know, and and I think as long as you as you know you, I think it's important to have th that discipline where you start something and you finish it, and it's not sort of you know you write a little bit and then come back to it, and then you know you write a little bit more and come back to it. What I try and do is, or what I do do is, I start it and I finish it, and I don't stop until I have a finished script. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that in itself is, you know, it's, 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 it's the process that works for you. It wasn't so much that it was to look for, you know, how you do it as, as other people do. It was literally to find out. So you, you are, I mean, because that's a skill in itself for me, the, the idea of the start and finish, because obviously it's a piece mm -hmm. of piss to start anything. Um, but it's also easy to uh, give up when it gets a bit hard and think I'll start something else. It, it is, it is, and it's, it's, it's tempting sometimes, but I mean, you know, that's where the sort of discipline comes into it, and, and you have to think of, of the sort of, you know, I mean, I, I've always got the end product and that satisfaction in my head, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, I literally, I work sort of all 
all hours of the day and until it's until it's done. And it is it is difficult, but once you've done it a couple of times, I mean, with, with Dementomania, I was I was working during the day and I was writing during the night, and uh, you know, it was um, it was it was really difficult because I mean, you come home from work and you just want to go to bed. And I was um, doing sort of you know programming and web development and stuff, so. So I was I was knackered by the end of the day, and uh, it was really difficult to get myself motivated uh, to sort of you know continue writing. But uh, but you know I had the sort of bigger picture in my head, and uh, and you know you know I was writing a screenplay that I was going to produce, and uh, you know that is what sort of you know kept me uh, kept me going. How did how did you, did you? In terms of producing, what what responsibilities did you take on as a producer? Because obviously it's a it's a broad term that means a lot of things. Yeah. What, what well, was... everything. I mean, you okay. know, I uh, started uh, Ronin Pictures with uh, uh, one of my best friends, uh, James Ryan, um, okay. and um, and we and we produced the film. I mean, I mean, we so we took on all the responsibility, everything from. Raising the finance to um, casting to you know the sort of physical production of the film and uh, and I mean James was a camera assistant at the time um, I was sort of doing my other job and um, and you know I mean I wrote the script and and gave it to him and said you know let's let's go and do this and so so you know it, I mean it took us five years to get here and you know during that five years we had to learn how to make a movie while making the film. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was really difficult, but we assumed all the responsibility. We had help. Uh, James's father, Terence Ryan is a producer and director and he gave us a lot of advice. I mean, we, we couldn't have done it without him. Um, he helped us a lot and, you know, we sort of surrounded ourselves with a good team of people, but, uh, ultimately, um, we had sort of, you know, responsibility for, for the whole film. So you're going to be showing it, you're going to be, is it premiering at, at Fright Fest? Yes, it's, uh, we haven't shown it anywhere else, so, um, uh, so literally a world premiere then for this one. Fright Fest will be, that will be the, the world premiere of the film. Yeah. And are you, are you a regular at Fright Fest? Um, I've been there twice before. Um, the last time I went was uh, to see um, our director, Kit Ryan's film, Botched. Okay. To, to support him. Uh, that was sort of, I think, about five or six years ago now. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I believe that this year is, is the biggest one uh, yet now, and there's sort of 50, 50 odd films. And, 50, uh, 51? 51 films, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about 16 in in terms of previewing so far. It's uh, oh, really? hell of a mountain, hell of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. um, so, how do you feel about um, sort of showing your film to that, to the Fright Fest crowd? Um, they're, they're a fairly, they're a very loyal crowd that's grown bigger, as it were, rather than become more variable. It's sort of, more of the same people, and then some new I get added on. But essentially, it's 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 a loyal crowd that go there. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about showing it to them. Um, you know, I mean, also we haven't really. 
Uh, I mean, I've shown it to, we've shown it to family and sort of a few friends, but, um, but you know, we haven't sort of, uh, it, 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 I'm really sort of looking forward to seeing, to getting everyone's reactions, especially, you know, from an audience that is sort of so genre orientated. Yeah, I mean, and you're, you're obviously going to be in the main screen, which is a hell of a Absolutely. We have uh, our score is, it was uh, the film was scored by a guy called Guy Farley, and who's a really, really talented composer. Yeah. And our score is huge. And, I mean, it's, it's going to sound fantastic uh, in the, on the main screen. And uh, we've got some great visual effects as well. And uh, our sound design is, again, it's big. And uh, so, I mean, I can't wait to see it on that big screen. And, and, and in front of 1,500 people as well. And in front of 1,500 people, yeah. Are you going to be coming down for the screening? Absolutely, I'll be there. Are you, will you be, will you be, are you being asked to do like Q&As, a Q&A at the beginning or the end or just a hello? Or? Um, I don't know about that uh, yet, actually. Um, I need to talk to uh, Alan about that. Um, yeah, because it's, it's it's a bit like a it's a hell of an event that when you when you add that in, you know, obviously being sat in the room while your film's playing, but also beforehand walking up on that little stage and just looking out on a room of fifteen hundred people. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially you know, they're all there to see something that you have created. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 going to be uh, it's. I, I'm really excited, and I know Kit is as well. <laughs> And five years in the making is is, is uh, yes, it's been. It's reasonably. I mean, it's not it's not unusual, is it? Not for films at all. That's it's a good it's, it's a good run. It is. It, it's not unusual. I mean, and you know, sort of taking into account the fact that we didn't know how to make a film <laughs> when we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a huge learning curve, and uh, you know, I'm 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 really pleased with our progress. And you know, I mean, we we. We learned, I mean, this five years was effectively our film school. And, you know, we learned everything from, from the ground up. So, um, so, you know, we made a lot of mistakes and, uh, you know, bad decisions. We, you know, I mean, but, you know, you, you sort of, that all helps in, in building, you know, your sort of knowledge of the business. What would and, you say uh, was your most valuable lesson learned then during that during the period of making this that you could pass on to other people thinking of making films? Um, don't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever again. <laughs> well, if you're going to make a film, yeah, don't trust anyone and just, you know, stick to your vision. What context do you mean by don't trust anyone? I don't mean if you name names, but in what sense do you mean don't trust anyone? What, don't, they won't turn up or they promise to give you stuff or? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you actually go through the process, yeah, uh, you know, it, you'll understand what, uh, what it sort of means. I mean, yeah, just, just sort of, you know, be very, uh, sort of, um, you know, careful with, with who you're sort of giving information to and and make sure you're working with a group of people that you like and that you get along with and that you, you, you've all got the same uh, sort of end goal. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's, a bit, it's a bit cabin fever, isn't it, to make a film? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's um, it is. It's 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 really you know. But but it, 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 it's fun. I wouldn't want to be doing any other job. Yeah. You know? I mean, it is a difficult. It's a really tough business, especially raising raising finance now. You know, at this time, um, you know, everyone's really sort of tight fisted, and um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's like you know being at the sort of bottom of Mount Everest. You look up and you think, how am I going to get there? And, um, and, you know, but you, you've just got to put your head down and keep on going and keep positive and keep motivated and make sure everyone around you, your team, is motivated and positive. So it sounds a lot like determination is a, is a key facet as well. Oh, absolutely. You have got to be really determined. This has to be the only thing that you want to do in life. You know, you've got to really love films and be passionate about your project and, um, and you know, just don't take no for an answer and, and, keep, and keep going. Because, I mean, we, I mean, you know, we, the film collapsed, you know, twice and we had to start from the beginning. You know, we had to refinance. And, uh, I mean, we were originally going to shoot it in Canada um, that didn't work out, and um, and you know we brought it we brought it back here, back home, and um, and yeah, I mean it was uh, you know it's it, it, it's difficult when you sort of lose everything and you've got to start again, um, you know. But that's what I was saying. You've got to be really passionate about it and really determined and positive and motivated. Yeah, and you'll get there in the end. Yeah, I was going to say. I suppose if if you're dragging a lot of people with you, as it were, I don't mean literally, but the fact that everyone's got to move in the same direction, mm. it's sort of like the opposite of where we started with the idea of the office. You know, the office is there to make you not not be um, distracted, and this is about this is about setting up something where everyone is just we are on this and we trust each other to do this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's... Very much that sort of, you know, uh, I mean, making a film is, 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 is a collaborative process, mm. you know, and, uh, and so, you know, I mean, especially at this level, you know, where there's no um, uh, sort of ego involved and, uh, you know, I mean, everyone is, is here because, because they love uh, the project and they, they want to make a movie, they want to make films, so... Um, how did you find the process of, in, in the collaboration sense, the strictest one is, I guess, is you as writer and, and Kit as director. Um, how did you find the process of what Kit was doing with your script? Um, well, I worked really closely with Kit throughout the whole, um, you know, sort of uh, production of the film. Yeah. And so, you know, we never had any, any problems. There were never any issues. Um, you know, obviously you have the occasional sort of disagreement, but, you know, we worked it out. We're adults. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was really, it was a really good experience. And, uh, and as I said before, I mean, it is a very collaborative, uh, you know, sort of process. And, and, you know, it's not just, it's not about me. It's not about Kit. It's not about James. It's not, you know, it's, it's about the film. And, um, and, you know, uh, we were all on the same wavelength and, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I had in the very early stages, I had a lot of sort of creative discussions with, with Kit. And one of the reasons we hired him was because, um, you know, he shared a similar, a very similar vision to us. Okay. So, 
So it, yeah, it, it was the, the whole experience was really good, um, especially the post and you know the editing, and then you know getting onto the sort of the visual effects. You know, it, it, it was a really really exciting uh, experience, and uh, you know I haven't really got anything negative to say. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a filmmaker myself. I'm 12 months into a into the process of trying to get a first feature made. So yeah, I've still got a ways to go, but yeah, no, that you're certainly right about the collaboration side of things. It's sort of the idea that it would be my film, their film, his film, her film is, is almost irrelevant. It's about getting the film made. And exactly. It's about getting it made and about what is best for the film. Because I mean, you know, I think if, if you just have one person who is sort of making all the calls and whoever that is, um, you know, it's it's you know it can it can be it can it, it, you know obviously when you're sort of looking at something for such a long time it can you know uh, sort of cloud your judgment and uh, and you know I mean I think you know I think I I enjoy collaboration I love it you know I love being in a room you know with Kit and we were and James and we were just sort of bouncing around all of these ideas you know how we can make this scene better how what we can do with this and then when we got into the post with our visual effects team you know we worked really closely with our visual effects guys and even even our VFX artists we gave them sort of a certain level of creative license you know so they took ownership of uh, certain sequences mm. you know, and and we were very sort of you know encouraging with them to, to sort of be creative and use their own sort of creativity, which, which is something that they don't get to do uh, uh, often enough. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, we got some, a, a really good result. I'm really pleased with the film. So it sounds a lot like you took the, uh, the kind of negative view of what you saw as office life and then through the, what is obviously something you control, have more control over, like your film, you've actually... Given, made it more idyllic is it, for, for everyone involved, as it were. Absolutely. I mean, that is how you, no one wants to, to, you know, sort of feel someone breathing down their neck or, or, you know, be sort of told, you must do this, you must stick to these sort of parameters. It's just like with, with Guy Farley, our, our composer. I mean, it was a really great experience with him. And we gave him a lot of sort of reference tracks. And, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it was... You know, we, we gave him the idea of what we wanted. He understood the project, and you know we just told him, okay, now now go nuts, <laughs> you know. And, and and he did. We gave him complete creative freedom, and uh, and he said it was it was one of the best experiences he's had on a film. And and we got a score which is, I mean, it sort of you know surpassed my expectations, and um, you know I think it it really is. Uh, a killer well I, th I think uh, Scream 1 at Empire Leicester Square will certainly be able to do it justice if you if you could recommend a British horror film for the Britfit listener yeah what would what would your recommendation be and why um my recommendation would probably be The Innocence um I don't know the one so go on it was directed by a guy called Jack Clayton um, and it's actually based on uh, the turn of the screw. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's 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 one of the best horror movies ever made. And although it was made in 1961, okay, um, it's still 
really spooky and it's still scary. And, you know, I would recommend any, everyone to watch that film. And Deborah Kerr is, is, is excellent in it as well. Well, you've certainly got one more viewer. I'll certainly be checking it out. Well, look, Anish, um, I really appreciate your time taking out because oh. uh, you're still getting ready for Fright Fest. So I shall let you get back to that and um, hopefully get a chance to say hello at the festival. Absolutely. Nice talking to you. Indeed. Take care, fella. Cheers. Podcast.